0: Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Plugged In, the Con Edison
1: podcast on everything about energy and what we all can do towards a clean energy future. And I'm your host, Philip O'Brien. During the past two years, a mountain of debt has accumulated and now reaches to a staggering height. Money is owed to credit cards, banks, the IRS, cable companies, and on and on. For many consumers, those debts include utility bills, We know the causes. The pandemic led to big job losses in many fields, and more recently, inflation is steaming ahead. And of course, there's the war in Ukraine. Back in the spring of 2020, Con Edison suspended shutoffs and late fees for customers who fell behind paying for electricity or gas. The state enacted a moratorium that backed up that suspension. But now the government protections have ended. And that has many people concerned that energy companies will start shutting off those who haven't paid their bills. So what's Con Edison doing to help its customers? Let's find out from our guest, Michelle O'Connell, Con Edison's Senior Vice President for Customer Operations. Welcome, Michelle.
0: Hi, Philip. Thanks for having me.
1: Sure. So these are tough times all around, can you give us some perspective on the size of the financial challenge our customers are facing?
0: Yeah, sure sure. can. Unfortunately, we have many customers who have struggled throughout the pandemic. Um, as we all saw, and as you mentioned, the job market changed over the last few years, and even simply walking around the city, you can see the dramatic differences. So as of the end of March, we currently have about 13% of our population with arrears over 60 days old. Um, That equates to about 460,000 customers that that are struggling to pay their bills, with the majority being in the residential population. We have about $1.3 billion in arrears, greater than 60 days. And unfortunately, that number continues to grow each month, despite the many efforts that, that we have taken to reach our customers, and there have been many um many utilities across the country saw increases as well so we were not alone here each state having different moratorium periods and requirements but we were really all in it together and speaking to my utility peers we really were in it together our, our arrears levels are well above those from pre pandemic days so very impactful very difficult for our customers not only in new york but across the country
1: sure now how do you reach out to customers who need financial assistance? Do, do, a lot of times we hear that customers only respond to the bill and they open up the envelope, they look at the bill, they pay it, or if they can't, they put it aside. How do you, how do you make contact? So
0: we do it in in quite a number of ways. We've taken really many steps to help our customers throughout the pandemic, which we know has been long and difficult for so many and in so many ways. And from the very beginning, uh, we suspended service terminations for all our customers, as well as late payment charges for the safety of our employees and the public. We closed our six walk-in centers that are located around the service territory. Um, We're slowly starting to reopen them now as we resume credit and collection activities, We also suspended meter reading from March of 2020 through late June of 2020. Just given the severity of the virus at the time, it really wasn't safe to have our folks going into customer homes and premises. So we did that for the safety of the public and and the people. And our amazing field crews, like so many across the company, um, resumed that work shortly after July 2020. And they've been performing the, the necessary field work to assist our customers ever since. Um, We've also waived uh, most of our fees, like reconnection fees and meter reading fees, to really try and ease ease the burden for our customers. Um, As of October of 2021, we began slowly with commercial customer terminations, Um, After much noticing and much outreach, we really began with that population very slowly. Um, We have not yet resumed residential collections or terminations, and, and this is something that we continue to analyze on a very continual basis as to when the right time is for our customers.
1: It sounds like the company, in in effect, bent over backwards to try to do a lot for its customers. But there's more help elsewhere. There's government help programs like the New York State Emergency Rental Assistance Program, uh, the Home Energy Assistance Program known as HEAP, and now the money that just this week the governor put into the budget to help with utility arrears. Give us an overview of what they are, those programs, those outside programs, and where customers can go for that kind of help.
0: Sure. So you named some really important ones, Phil, and some really good ones, and and there are many others. So we have partnerships and matching programs with the Human Resources Administration and the Westchester Department of Social Services. This allows us to work directly with the social service agencies and automatically enroll customers in our low-income discount programs without requiring any action from the customer. Really, really a great program. Um, We match with these agencies on eight different social service programs, including HEAP, as you mentioned. There's also the Supplemental Security Income, Medicaid, a number of others, where the social service agencies really intervene and pay utility bills directly on behalf of the customers for, for a limited period of time. This whole process, it's it's an extensive process and it's governed by our rate agreements with the Public Service Commission. So if customers are receiving these benefits, they automatically get the assistance of our low income discount program and really beneficial. We also automatically enroll these qualifying customers into level payment plans so they're not surprised by their bill each month. Um, You also mentioned state funding. Yes, we're working with the PSC on assisting however we can on the distribution of a portion of that funding. There's been $250 million allocated for utility arrears across the state. So we will get a portion of that um, to be distributed, to be determined. Um, there's also the Emergency Rental Assistance Program, which provides additional relief for eligible customers who are in arrears on their rents and utility bills. Uh, and this is being administered through the Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance. And we've been working closely with them over the past few months to obtain the customers that are eligible and apply the identified credit to their account. So the Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance tells us which customer, tells us what the credit should be, and then we go into our billing system and credit their account. And as of the end of March, about 17,000 customers received over $24 million towards their bills. So certainly beneficial um, in similar fashion, there's the Rental Assistance Supplement Program, and this has assisted about 45,000 customers with about $17 million. So significant dollars out there being provided um, by the state and really helping our, our customers to help them get through uh, what they need to.
1: And I think it's important to make clear for those who are listening and may be interested personally in some of these plans and programs that it's, it's not one or the other, correct? It's not you get government help and no breaks from Con Edison or the other way around.
0: No, that, you're absolutely right. If, in, in, as I mentioned earlier, if you are getting this these assistance programs, that helps you get the low-income discount programs. So if you are enrolled in HEAP, that is your way into our low-discount dis, low income programs, as well as the other uh, supplemental services.
1: Michelle, if customers don't qualify for government assistance, I've heard that Con Edison is offering some of the most flexible plans. You started to outline them, but can you tell us more about them?
0: Yeah, sure. At the very start of the pandemic, as I mentioned, we suspended late payment fees and terminations for all of our customers. But in addition to this, there were two pieces of legislation that were passed over the last two years, sponsored by Senator Parker, and that gave additional protections and support to those customers in need. Um, Both pieces of legislation allowed for the customers who self-attested to a financial hardship due to COVID, that was their piece, to enter into a zero-down payment agreement with no lay payment charges and no terminations. Um, and that was in effect for the state of emergency, plus 180 days that followed. So really really covered them throughout the state of emergency, plus an additional six months to help people get back on their feet. So the Parker-Moseley legislation focused solely on residential customers, whereas the Parker Richardson legislation included small commercial customers as well. And this was determined by the number of employees of a business, customer usage, a few other factors, um, but ultimately at the end of the day covered both residential and small commercial customers for the full state of emergency plus 180 days. Um, And so that took us out through the end of 2021, December of 2021, the state of emergency ended in June, plus the 180 days that took us out to December. And by then we had over 280,000 customers come forward and officially attest to having been financially impacted due to COVID. Now we know there were more than that, just given the arrears and the numbers that we were seeing, but those those 280,000 came forward and had some additional protections as I had outlined. Since then for commercial customers, We have doubled the amount of time a customer has to pay their arrears down. So extending the time from six months to 12 months with only 15% down. And for residential customers, the average time for an agreement is about 12 to 18 months. We're offering up to 36 months if needed, also with only 15% down. So very lenient, very flexible. We really want the customers to come forward, engage with us. We'll work with them however we can to really help them get through this. You're listening to Plugged In, Con Edison's podcast about energy and what we all can do towards a clean energy future. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at Con Edison. Now let's return to today's episode.
1: We're talking about the financial difficulties caused by the pandemic for some utility customers. With us is Michelle O'Connell. Con Edison's Senior Vice President for Customer Operations. Michelle, you've outlined the payment plans available. Now, how does someone go about getting one? Is it visiting the website? You said the customer service centers have been closed. So how does somebody do this?
0: Yeah, good, good question. So there's really a number of ways to, to get on a payment plan. One of the easiest I would say is via self-service. So customers can go to our website. Um, and their account page and do it themselves. They can go through the mobile app on their phone if they have it. And most recently, through our virtual assistant, Watt. So Watt was released earlier this year, and we're already seeing great benefits from its capabilities, one of which is being able to do payment agreements online. So prior to the pandemic, you had to speak to a customer service representative in order to established something more flexible than sort of the standard agreement, but customer operations and our IT department worked very hard at changing that. And during the pandemic, we also offered something that was coined, the one-click payment campaign, where terms of a possible payment plan were identified for a specific customer. And if the customer agreed, they simply needed to click within the email and they received the payment plan and they were automatically enrolled in that plan. So really very, very simple. In some cases, customers can't maintain that agreement and it's broken and maybe need to be renegotiated or reestablished. So prior to just a few months ago, that could only be done through a customer service representative. The team just recently launched a new capability that allows customers to do that online as well. So really trying to listen to our customer and be as agile as we possibly can. You may recall that I mentioned customers had to attest to being financially impacted. The team was also able to create a space where this could be done electronically both on the web and on the app. So really making it as easy as possible to do everything uh, self-service. And of course, all this can be done with a customer service representative, which many of our customers choose. Um, We understand that we have a very diverse customer base. Uh, They communicate in various ways and operate in various ways. And we wanna provide those channels for them. So the team has really made amazing progress on, on many fronts over the past few years and really in spite of all the challenges that COVID has brought.
1: And all of this information is protected just as it would be for any other customer through our personal ID protection arrangements, correct?
0: Yes, absolutely. It really goes through the rigors of, of our IT department and cybersecurity, making sure that our the customer's information is protected. Absolutely, that's of the that utmost importance to us.
1: Okay, and I think you might have addressed this one, but just, just to make clear again, if I have a payment plan and for some reason I get a financial wallop, and have trouble all of a sudden, can I modify my payment plan?
0: Yes, absolutely. So our our DCX, our digital customer experience and IT teams really worked very hard and very fast for this exact reason. They wanted to make these options available for customers. They can go online to their accounts or on the web, on their app, or with a customer service rep and modify really what works best
1: for them. We're in New York City and um, Westchester County, the suburb. A lot of people live in apartments. What happens when a landlord gets behind on their energy bills? Can you tell us how that impacts the tenants and what the tenants rights are?
0: Yeah, so so many customers, including landlords, have, have fallen behind on payments right during the pandemic. So our goal, again, is ultimately to work with them to avoid termination. And that is certainly what we want to do. We want to avoid that at all costs. Um, and we can do that by setting up a payment plan for their past due balances. Landlords who have not resolved their arrears, right, the company is required to post a notice at the building. Informing the building occupants that they protect what their protections are under the regulation and letting them know um, what they are. And while residential end use buildings are currently not at immediate risk for termination, these notices provide them with the notification to landlords and to the tenants that they should work with the company to establish a plan and address their arrears to avoid any risk of future loss. So, posting the building, trying to work as closely with the landlords as possible to get them on a payment plan as well is really what we want to do to avoid those terminations.
1: How do you define success for this, Michelle, for this initiative?
0: So that's a good question and a hard question. I, I think success can look like a lot of things, but for customer operations, success is really providing a positive experience and the best level of customer service we can possibly can we can possibly provide for any customer, whether they're struggling or not, right? Success is helping them, whether it's a successful electronic payment, an empathetic voice on the phone, a friendly face at the door whatever will help any particular customer on any given day.
1: And now at the other end, what's it been like for you and your team?
0: So it's certainly been challenging, um, but also very exciting and very rewarding. The team was really pushed to act quickly and strategically and all in the best interest of the customer and the company. They were creative. They listened to what the customers needed. They evaluated how they were responding to the customers, and and made adjustments so the interactions were as positive as possible. It was really hard for for everyone involved, but the team really did an amazing job at really balancing all of those factors. And not only were they stretched and challenged in their work, because it was a whole new world for us, they too were faced with the personal challenges of COVID, and and we all know that there were many. So really it was a a difficult but also exciting and, and rewarding time for all of us.
1: And we congratulate them as well. I have a final question for you. If there's one piece of advice for customers, what is it?
0: So I would say one piece of advice would be to engage with us. We are here to help. We want to help. That is our mission. We are a large organization um, and our goal is to help our customers in any way possible. And as I mentioned, many programs that can assist customers in various ways. So if they're not sure what's best for them, our website, our app, our customer service reps, they are a wealth of knowledge. They can really help customers get there.
1: Michelle O'Connell, Chief for Con Edison's Customer Operations, we thank you for joining us today with this important information, and I hope you'll come back and give us an update.
0: Anytime, Phil. Thank you for having me.
1: Great, and thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Philip O'Brien. Until next time, stay plugged in.
0: And that's our show. If you have a comment or question, please email us at podcasts at coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let's be engaged, let's learn more, and most of all, let's stay plugged in.